Hi, this is Steve McRae, founder of the Great Debate Community and co-host of the Non Sequitur Show on YouTube, and you're listening to the CA. Hey everybody, this is Michael. Uh, we're going to get underway with episode 73 in just a minute. Um, but just uh, leading into this episode is going to be a longer than uh, normal uh, intro. And there's a reason for that. Uh, this is, I guess what you could call a memorial uh, episode. Uh, this coming Saturday, December 15th, is a day of remembrance for those in the secular and uh, atheist community. Uh, it's a day when we remember the loss of one of the greatest voices uh, the movement has ever had, and I think will likely ever see. I'm referring to a, uh, a hero of mine, uh, the late Christopher Hitchens. So we've got a little bit of a, of a compilation here. I, ca- I can't take credit for it. It's something that I found uh, on YouTube, and uh, it's good, and so I'm using it. So bear with us. <laughs> As we, uh, as we pay a little bit of a, a tribute and uh, lift a glass of uh, Johnny Walker Black to Hitch. See you in a minute. Let's just get away from religion. Let's talk about God. I believe in God because I figure if I'm wrong, I won't know. I'm kind of like hedging my bets. Isn't that the way most people, most people believe in God is because they figure if they don't believe it and they're wrong, they're screwed. If they believe it and they're right, they win. That is what's known as Pascal's wager. Now, in my book, which you kindly featured, mm-hmm. I, I restate the wager. I say, look, suppose I check out, and I've been wrong all along, and I'm suddenly in front of some chap who can sort of bar my way to the gates of paradise, where, of course, I want to go, because who wouldn't want to live for an eternity just praising God as if he was Kim Il-sung? Mr. Leave Hitch. that to one side. <laughs> Christopher, we I, got a roll. And, and he says, what the hell? And I say, look, you didn't give me enough evidence. <laughs> You got it. Wouldn't he be wouldn't he be nicer to me than if I'd been a hypocrite? <laughs> to to Christopher is how you can justify wanting to take something away from people from ninety-five that gives meaning to ninety-five percent of the American people and replace it with something that gives meaning to just five percent of the American people. Ah. Well, um, what an incredibly stupid question. Um, uh, first, first, I've said repeatedly that it, this stuff cannot be taken away from people. It is their favorite toy, and it will remain so. As, lo- as Freud said, in the future of an illusion, it will remain that way as long as we're afraid of death and have no problem, which is, I think, likely to be quite a long time. Second, I hope I've made it clear <clears throat> that I'm perfectly happy for people to, to have these toys and to play with them at home and hug them to themselves and so on and share them with other people who come around and play with the toys. So that's absolutely fine. They are not to make me play with these toys. Okay? I will not play with the toys. Don't bring the toys to my house. Don't say, my children must play with these toys. Don't say my toys might be a condom. Here we go again. Are not allowed by their toys. I'm not going to have any of that. Enough with clerical and religious bullying and intimidation. Is that finally clear? Have I got that across? Thank you. Christopher, I've, I've got to call you down on refer, referring to circumcision as genital mutilation. My son cried more at his first haircut than he did at his bris. And statistically... You weren't doing it right then. 
statistically, the, the only long-term effect that it seems to have on people is it increases their chances of winning a Nobel Prize. I can't, um, I can't find the, the um, compulsory uh, mutilation of the genitals of children as subject for humor in that way, or flippancy in that way. Maimonides says very plainly that it's designed to repress uh, sexual pleasure, to deprive us, uh, a, ma a male child as far as possible of the opportunity of that. Uh, the full excision, um, uh, not just the snip or the, the, the full mandatory, mandatory covenant is fantastically painful, uh, leads to trauma, um, leads to the dulling of the sexual uh, relationship, and uh, can be in itself life-threatening at that moment. We have the records, I can show them to you, of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in the United States of uh, boy babies who've died or, or had life-threatening infections as a result of this disgusting practice. That you, that a person as humane as yourself can sit here and, be, and think of that as a fit subject for humor shows what I mean. Religion makes morally normal people say and do disgusting and wicked things. And you've just proved my point for me. Shame on you for saying what you just said. Shame on you for saying it about your own son, my God. Let's move on. Yes, let's. What next? Cutting the labia of little girls. At least Judaism doesn't do that. This is a question. What if, what if a Muslim was to say to you just now, my little girl cried more at her first haircut than when I cut off her clitoris? What would you think of me if I was to say such a disgusting thing? Well, remember, we are not talking about detail here. We're talking about whether religion makes people behave better or not. You Whereas to tell a child, you go to this church, which means you'll go to heaven, but your little playmates don't go to that church, and therefore will go to hell, seems to me to be an unpleasant thing to be saying. But yes, that is. Maybe I'm in a minority. Then. That could be an unpleasant thing, but how do you develop... Actually, an evil thing let's, to be saying. Let's call it evil, only, Christopher. That's only a religious person would dream of saying. Let's call it evil. Where does evil come from? Religion. You know, I just wonder, you know, when you compare his life, you know, there are a lot of good atheist communists out there like Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot and, you know, they slaughtered millions. Jerry, Jerry Falwell slaughtered nobody in his life. He may have misspoke once or twice, but he devoted his life to his religion. Do you have nothing good to say about him at all? No, I, I repeat, um, Jerry Falwell lived on uh, hatred and superstition and bigotry. He, he preached dislike of people whose lives he knew nothing about. He raised money from credulous so you don't know anything about his life? Now, excuse me, sir. You can either ask me on and, have, and ask my opinion, or you may not. But I don't have to be here if you're going to take that attitude. Well, you could leave. You spent the first half by saying I had no right to the opinion you'd asked me on to express. Now, you're tiring me out. I repeat that. No, what I said is your opinion was thoughtless. What you wrote was crude and mean and hateful. That's yes, what I took, said. You took up all the time for my answer with your long rather unlettered question. Oh, okay. Jerry Falwell just oh. made...
to be an atheist, you have to believe that it is possible, which I think is a far greater leap of faith, that something that can be created out of nothing. When you, when you look at the majesty and sophistication and the inc intricacy of the universe that we do know and comprehend, you have to believe that somehow that this energy could have existed on its own, and I do not believe that is... That, to me, is a leap of faith. You, you give me the awful impression, I hate to have to say it, of someone who hasn't read any of the arguments against your position ever. Now, I'm sorry, though, to have to begin by disagreeing with His Grace. Um, if you're going to be a serious grown-up person and appear to defend the Catholic Church in public in front of an educated and literate audience, you simply have to start by making a great number of heartfelt apologies and requests for contrition and forgiveness. His Holiness on that occasion, it was March the 12th, 2000, if you wish to look it up, begged forgiveness for, among some other things, the Crusades, the Inquisition, the persecution of the Jewish people, injustice towards women, that's half the human race right there, <laughs> and the forced conversion of indigenous peoples, especially in South America, and that followed a whole series of preceding apologies, or apologies, I would say, of a kind, made by the late Pope John Paul, who, it troubles me not at all to say, was a very impressive and serious human being. Um, it followed no less than 94, 94 count them, uh, public recognitions on his part of appalling crime and error and cruelty and stupidity and offenses to the free intelligence, ranging from, I shall be summary, like Bishop Marini, the African slave trade, apologized for in 1995, uh, the admission that Galileo was right <laughs> about the relationship between the sun and the earth and other orbs, which came in 1992, one might add, no, I won't say, it's too easy to say better late than never, here, I said it. <laughs> to violence and torture, legalized torture. Torture was legalized and institutionalized by the Roman pontiff during the Counter-Reformation. That came in 1995. Um, and for silence during Hitler's final solution, or Shoah, as well as in 1999 coming in just under the Millennium Jubilee wire, an apology for the burning alive in the main square of Prague of the great Czech Protestant Jan Hus. But remember, this is from a church that on the whole, cannot err. We still await a more direct admission. For example, I would give some suggestions of my own while we're at it. I would like them to take back the Concordat made with Adolf Hitler, the first treaty he ever signed, giving the church a monopoly over education in Germany in exchange for the dis dissolution of the Catholic Center Party to give the Nazi Party a clear run. I'd have apologized for the Lateran Pact with Mussolini, myself, also the first treaty ever signed by that fascist dictator. I would also think I'd want to reconsider the fact that Father Tizo, head of the Nazi puppet state in Slovakia, was a priest in holy orders. That the Croatian fascist puppet state, the Ustasha state of Anti Pavlic, was also operating under full clerical protection and disguise, as was the regime of General Franco and the dictator Antonio Salazar. And I'd also want, I really think I would beg forgiveness for this, I don't think the German church should have asked Hitler's birthday to be celebrated from the pulpit every year until he died. These are very serious matters, and they're not to be laughed off by references to the occasional work of Catholic charities. But I draw your attention not just to the apologies, ladies and gentlemen, but to the evasive and euphemistic form 
that they take. Uh, Joseph Ratzinger, the current Pope, considered by some, by Catholics, to be the Vicar of Christ on Earth, says of Indians, of the Indians who were massacred in the course of conversion in Brazil, after the apology had been made to them, he said, nonetheless, it must be remembered that before we came to convert them, they were silently awaiting the arrival of the church. I don't think that's a very genuine kind of apology to you. In his comment, one of the few he's made on the institutionalization of rape and torture and maltreatment of children in Catholic institutions, he said, it's a very severe crisis, which, which involves us, he said, in the following, in the need for applying to these victims the most loving pastoral care well, I'm sorry. They've already had that. <laughs> and to say that this is the responsibility laid upon you by the, the horrific admission that you've already had to make is not accepting responsibility in any adult sense. I think that there will be an apology for what happened in Rwanda, the most Catholic country in Africa, one of the most Catholic countries in the world, um, where Priests and nuns and bishops are on trial for inciting from their pulpits and on the churches, radio stations, and newspapers the massacre of their brothers and sisters. Uh, and the papacy was silent on this appalling occasion. And everyone in Rwanda knows it. And there hasn't yet been a properly written apology for that disgrace. Staying in Africa, I think it will one day be admitted with shame that it might have been in error to say that AIDS is bad as a disease, very bad, but not quite as bad as condoms are bad, or not as immoral in the same way. I say it, I say it in the presence of his grace, and I say it to his face, the preachings of his church are responsible for the death and suffering and misery of millions of his brother and sister Africans, and he should apologize for it. He should show some, some shame. for condemning my friend Stephen, Stephen Fry, for his nature, for saying, for saying you couldn't be a member of our church, you're born in sin. There's a revolting piece of casuistry that's sometimes offered on this point. Yeah, we hate the sin only, we, we love the sinner. Stephen is, I'm sorry to say, not quite like other girls. It's his nature. Actually, he is like other girls in that, in that he's, when I last checked, absolutely boy mad. Um, he's not being condemned for what he does, he's being condemned for what he is. You're a child made in the image of God. Oh, no, you're not. You're a faggot. And you can't join your church and you can't go to heaven. This is disgraceful. It's inhuman. It's obscene. And it comes from a clutch of hysterical, sinister virgins who've already betrayed their charge in the children of their own church. For shame! For shame! Welcome to the Canadian Atheist, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. Now, if this podcast carries the explicit tag, and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor, so if you get offended, you might want to switch off. 
The CA records each week live from Apostasy Studios. Why not join in the discussion? Find us on Facebook, email us at theca at rogers.com, or follow us on the old Twitter machine at the underscore CA underscore podcast. If we're amused or tweaked by your stuff, we just might even use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean. All right, here we go. Welcome to CA for real this time. Uh, this is, uh, what did I say? I episode 73. Up episode 73. It's what? What the fuck is today? Monday. December. 10th. There we go. 2018. Hi. <laughs> you are Michael, and <laughs> I am Dean. There you go. <laughs> I'll just take over for you. <laughs> fuck, it's, uh, yeah, well. well everything was way better earlier today when I did the little, the little lead-in for today, but I'm getting sick. Those Hitchens clips are awesome. Yeah. And you got to take your hat off to Hitch. He is, was the man. And, uh, yeah. So everybody, uh, if you have the, if you have the capacity, if you don't have to, you know, operate a motor vehicle or anything like that, uh, this, uh, Saturday, uh, raise a glass of Johnny Walker Black to the man. Um, okay. So how you doing, brother? All right. A little, uh, sleepy as usual. Yeah. Had some plumbing issues earlier today, so that cost me a chunk of change. Yeah, well, you're getting old, so plumbing issues become a, a thing, right? <laughs> Fortunately, not that kind of plumbing. Oh, okay. And that wouldn't have cost me 500 bucks because we live in Canada, so it would have been free. Exactly, there you go. I'm sorry. Um, but no, actually had a guy with some tools come over and fix my shower. Well, that's good. Because I'm not inclined in that in that area. I can't really fix a shower. Yeah, I can call a good plumber. I <laughs> I put in a new uh, sink in our powder room in the ba- in the on the main floor. Yeah. So I took out the old one, put in the new one, hooked it all up, and everything like that. So I was able to do that, but I wasn't able to. I don't. I, the shower, the way that we have it set up, this, and it turns out it was a good thing too because there's no way I would have been able to do what he did today. Yeah. Well, it sucks, but I guess it's good now that it's all working. Yeah. You and Meredith can take long showers together again. <laughs> um. All right, we got a, a metric fuck ton of uh, news to get to, and we'll say, I guess we'll still wait to see here whether or not you can actually make it on Friday, because Ed, this Friday, yep, Ed oh, is geez. all set up. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that, man. Well, here's hoping. Otherwise, you're gonna leave me to 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 fend for myself, and I'm not good on my own. <laughs> We've established this. You're very good on your own. No, no. Because, um, so Ed is, uh, he's a presuppositionalist. Do we know what time? Um, two o'clock. Two o'clock. On a Friday. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Just calling stupid. <laughs> that's what I do well, all I'm the time. I'm already taking Thursday. That's the problem. Because oh, Alex's fuck. Christmas concert is on Thursday. And I'm working late on, f- on Wednesday night. Right. Because I have an overnight. Kids, you up. just said your kid's name. <sighs> Cause it's, uh, I ain't bleeping the fucker out this time. I have an overnight uh, patch job to do, so um, we'll see. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. And um, I already took... I was at home today because of stupid plumbing. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a shit ton of uh, of, of news to get to. Uh, we've only got one solitary audio clip today. Pulver, pulver audio clips. Um, but we do have a, a, a lot of news to get to. Some of it is funny as fuck. <laughs> okay. Including... Including... The cheapest PhD you can buy. The cheapest PhD you can... You shouldn't be able to buy PhDs, period. We'll get to that after. <laughs> we'll get to that after. It's uh, it's very interesting. 
Thanks everybody for for hanging through the uh, through that uh, that that long uh, hitch clip. But I I was going through it and I'm like, oh, okay, I can kind of just and and then I, what I realized was I could have played another three hours of it. Yeah, and it still wouldn't have been enough. If you're so inclined, then just type Christopher Hitchens into YouTube and and you'll find everything. Yeah, and you'll find everything. So I guess we should get to uh, I guess we should get to our our, our news because there's a lot of it here. So, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, LDS, otherwise known as the Mormons, um, they have changed their website and their resources. And they've had to do this because, well, um, I think we've talked about this before. Um, Utah, Mm -hmm. where the LDS is, is located. Yep. Utah as a state consumes more pornography than <laughs> right. any other state. That's right. That's right. And like, it's not even close. Like the next state isn't even close. <laughs> so I think that, that, uh, that says something, but okay. So according to, um, the author of pornography on the rise, a growing mental health problem. <laughs> it's growing. When, <laughs> yeah, it's growing. <laughs> if you're doing it right, it grows. Uh, Wendy Maltz, Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. A growing mental health problem? Yeah. Watching porn is a mental health problem. Well, pornography accounts for nearly a quarter of online searches every day. Um, Only a quarter? Yeah. It, I do more than that in an hour. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. In the U.S. The pornography business is worth... How, what do you think the pornography business... In, in the United States is worth. See, that's, it's difficult to say. I don't know how porn is sustaining itself because it's free on the internet all the time. Is all the good stuff free, though? It's good enough for me. Yeah, it is good enough for me, too. I mean, yeah, you can get money shots on, on RedTube for nothing. So, like, okay, let's see. Like, what do they mean, though? Like... Dollar the, value. Dollar value of, like, movie sales? Or, like, what are they saying? All it says is the pornography business. Pornography business, let's say, I don't know, a billion dollars. Um, in the U.S., the pornography business is worth approximately $13 billion a year. 13 With a billion. <laughs> Bezos money. Bezos money. That's a... And almost $100 billion globally. $100 billion globally. Think of how much lube you got to sell. Because you're selling a lot of lube with that, too. No, but that means that that's a pretty big piece of pie that America's got there. Yeah. 13%. No, no other country, well, maybe Germany, yeah, <laughs> would, have, be, have a, would have a similar percentage, right? I guess so. Um, so um, the LDS Church has launched a new uh, website. And it is... It is links to porn sites. Yeah. So it used to be, the website used to be overcomingpornography.org. Okay. And they've now changed it to lds.org slash addressing. Now overcoming is two words. Yes. (laughs) Oh, uh, addressing pornography. Because now I guess they figured they need to address it more. The updates to his new websites are aiming to heal and protect church members who view pornography. That's so. I like that they just come out and say, "Look, we know guys are watching it, and girls too." Yeah. 
We know people are watching it, so we're just going to try to help them. What, what help do they need? I don't know. On the website, there's a video by Russell M. Nelson, who is, um, who's the church's uh, president, who's about 9,400 years old. <laughs> they always... So, so, there's, so there's the, the, the president... And then there's the presidency, and then there's the quorum of the 12 and the quorum of the 70. And those are all different levels of apostles and shit like that. So the president is like the pope okay. for the LDS church. And then, there's the, and then there's the first presidency, which is a couple of people. I think it's three people. And then there's the quorum of 12 apostles, and then the quorum of 70 apostles. Okay? Wow. So of that, what, close to 90 people... There's like two people who aren't white men over the age of 80. <laughs> there's, I think there's one black dude and one Hispanic dude. Wow, okay. Um, the only reason there's black dudes at all is because of the quote-unquote revelation um, that was made by the LDS Church, I think it was 1977 or 1978, right around this time Star Wars came out, that, oh, yeah, we got to fix shit because we're losing members. So all of a sudden now black people can have the priesthood. Before that, no nobody who nobody who wasn't white could have the priesthood. Yeah. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm not. Um, I have I have no uh, particular expertise uh, in Mormon theology. What I've learned, I've learned mostly from Thank God I'm Atheist, uh, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank and Dan, who are both uh, foremans or former Mormons. <laughs> Uh, they've spent, they've educated me a lot, um, on that kind of stuff. So basically, um, you can, you can basically get the priesthood. You're ordained in the priesthood, like 12 or 13 years old. And basically 12 to 13 year old boys, they don't got to do shit no more. What does that mean? They tell their parent, they tell their mothers what to do. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Like basically once you have the quote unquote priesthood, you're like on another level. But what do you have to do to attain that? Uh, be white. And 13. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> um, and along with that comes like temple recommendations and all kinds of other stuff that gets held over your head and stuff like that. L- honestly, go and listen to Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast, Frank and Dan. They're really, really good. You can go into their back catalog. They have a ton of shit on the LDS church. But I thought this was really interesting. Basically, um, the church president made a speech basically where he says, We're all mortals. We all make mistakes. According to him, human beings can reach, um, can work towards becoming uh, more like God's children by letting the Lord know that they at least have pure intentions if their actions may fall short. Uh, there are all kinds of uh, videos with commentary, um, and the commentary is done by the president. Um, as well as the Quorum of Twelve, uh, Elders, and all kinds of other uh, shit and stuff like that. Um, but I think this is this is really telling because whenever, my experience has been, whenever churches in general, when they have these revelations, it's not, uh, Sam Harris talks about this in Letter to a Christian Nation. He said it's not like the church is learning anything. It's not like the church is becoming more hip and upbeat. Yeah. It's that they've learned that their current uh, method of doing things is untenable. And they're losing people because of it. Yeah. So they, they get, quote unquote, hip to the times and get, you know, get jiggy with it <laughs> uh, in order to keep 
from losing members. Yeah. Not because I don't think they actually believe any of the shit. How that about they writing, just but. say, we know people watch porn. Okay. Next. <laughs> Here's some lube. <laughs> Be safe. No, it's just like, you know, like, yeah, Consent. People, people watch porn. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it's very complicated, but like if somebody comes to them and says, I watch too much porn, how can you help me? Then they can, you know, start thinking about stuff. But yeah. why do you have to stop people, like tr- tell people they're, they're being bad? Um, because they do. Because good Christians don't do that. Can you be a good Christian and still wank it every once in a while? Um, I don't know. I think so. I'll ask Ed on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed, can you masturbate and still be good? No, that, that should be, that would be a conversation stopper, I think. Um, I'm going to ask him. Well, we should ask it. ask it at the end of the interview. Though. There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> Last the kicker. question. Just before you go, Ed. Hey, speaking of um, speaking of Christians, um, Indiana, right? Famous for their piety. Mm-hmm. Home of now Vice President Pence, right? Yeah. Former Governor of Indiana. Uh, really a very kind and gentle man who wanted to strip everyone of their rights who wasn't Christian. <laughs> exactly. Um, take away, take away, take away your rights. Exactly. So, but this is, uh, this is neat. This, this story comes from the Center for Inquiry. Um, atheists display, basically, uh, in a... Uh, <laughs> in the town hall, in the county city building in South Bend, Indiana a banner that says, Oh, come all ye faithless. Even <laughs> heathens celebrate the season. <laughs> Even heathens, heathens celebrate the season. There, a poet and know it. Yeah. Um, it was posted by Derek Welch, um, and they, they al- allowed, I guess, because uh, they couldn't really stop it, is the whole ch- separation of church and state and, and the fact that they have to have, you know, equal representation, right? This is why, uh, like, the, the satanic church yeah. can, have their, can have their statues up of Baphomet and stuff like that. Because yeah. we're like, tear down the fucking Ten Commandments. Oh, no, 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 you can have your statue. We got to <laughs> have the Ten Commandments. Well, put the fucking Baphomet up there. Yeah. So, uh, County City Building in South Bend, Indiana, uh, greets visitors when they come through and says, oh, come all ye heathens on the other side. The sign reads, even heathens celebrate the season. The celebratory notice was paid for by the Northern Indiana Atheists. Uh, the Northern Indiana Atheists are a nonprofit organization that fight against violation of church and state issues um, and try to defend the rights uh, of atheists. So that leads I us like into... That to change the, the words of the song. Oh, yeah. come all ye faithless. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's interesting because, so we are in, you know, close to mid-December now. You know, right into the silly season. And uh, the war... I saw the funniest fucking meme. Oh, yeah. Uh, the it war was on a, Christmas. Yeah. Did boot. you see the one with, with the, the boot yeah. and the person holding the boot against their head? Yeah. The war on Christmas. and yeah. Cr- yeah. um, You can just Google war on Christmas memes and tons of them come up. It's very, very funny um, for something that doesn't exist at all. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's it's a kid, and he's got his head against the ground, and there's a boot stepping on his face, and it's and the kid is Christmas, and the boot is war on Christmas, and then it's a further away shot, and you can see that the kid's got his hand in the boot, pushing, pushing it his against own, his head. His so own head. it's it's which is exactly what's happening. The Christians are are claiming this war on Christmas, which there isn't one. There isn't one. There isn't one. We, you and I both celebrate Christmas with our families. Yep. Everyone I know celebrate. Well, no. Go to any mall. Yeah. What's all over the place? Everywhere. Christmas trees, wreaths, yeah. ribbons, bows. With the exception of neighbors on, on so one side. Happy holidays everywhere. Yeah, happy holidays. What did you grow up with? Did Merry you grow up with me? You grew up with Merry Christmas? So yeah. did I. Yeah. I don't care what people say. What I typically try to do is I typically... I typically return, if, if I say it first, I say Merry Christmas. Yeah. If someone says, if somebody you know, says the greeting to me, I usually try to do one of two things. One, I try to size up the individual and say, okay, you know, is this person, what does this person look like? Is he brown or is he white? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or if I, I try to get a, you know, I look for a cross around their neck or, or something like that. Not obviously not they're vampires. But um, I look for something that says, okay, you know, how would this person you know, want to be greeted. And if I, if I say it first, it's Merry Christmas. Otherwise I return it with, if they say Merry Christmas, I say Merry Christmas back. If they say happy holidays back, I say happy holidays back, yep. whatever it is. Cause who fucking cares? But I mean, like, why would you even be upset if somebody said happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas? So what, what is wrong with being inclusive? Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that really is the answer to everything. Uh, it, it is. Well, it's again, well, people we, get like really upset about it. Oh Yeah. It's like, it's not happy holidays, it's Merry Christmas. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, or it's whatever you want. Why can't you just be inclusive of everyone? Yep. Not everybody believes as you believe. Yep. Yep. I and mean, that's okay. I I haven't been let down yet. I send my letter off to Santa Claus every year. <laughs> and <laughs> so far, I've not been let down. Yeah, your uh, requests have changed. My requests have changed a lot. <laughs> um... I'm sure Santa has to do some work with Shannon <laughs> to get some of my requests approved, <laughs> but, um, that's another podcast. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it, who cares? It's, it's, it's a non-existent thing, yeah. right? It's, it, it's, a uh, yeah, it's just fake. Yeah. It's a fake it's, news. It's a non-existent war that they're just, every year they come up with a war on Christmas. It's like, where are you living? Did you see, I think, was it last year, Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas? Did you what? see that? Yeah, oh yeah, there was a, whole, there was a movie. It, I think it went straight to nothing, because they don't do straight to DVD anymore. Now it's like straight to digital download. But there was this, um, you can just Google, Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas. <laughs> and it's him, like, s- swinging in on a rope with a candy cane in his hand, like fucking uh, Indiana Jones gone wrong. And a Christmas tree in the background, and it's Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas. It's the story about this guy who really loved Christmas as a kid, but then kind of turns into a curmudgeon and, you know, how he gets Christmas back into his heart and through Jesus and all this other mm. bullshit. There's um, a Once Upon a Deadpool. Something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in two days. Yeah. Opens on Wednesday. Apparently, it's a very limited release. Apparently, it's not, like, super crazy widespread. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I just saw the, 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 the commercial where he's sitting there with Fred Savage. 
Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and funny. And we'll start singing Nickelback. <laughs> you can, um, so there's, uh, there's all kinds of trailers all over the place. Yeah. There's an extended trailer of him with Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I watched today, the, where, where they both end up singing Nickelback. Yeah, I mean. very, 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 very funny shit. Um, yeah, exactly. Once a, and if, you know, Deadpool, which is... If Deadpool can get behind Christmas, well, fuck, he wears a red suit. <laughs> well, there is a, there's, a, there's a very... Um, every once in a while on, on Facebook, they have these uh, outfits that you can buy, and they have a Deadpool one. Really? And it's really well done. Now, you have to have a body like Deadpool to wear it properly, but it looks exactly like the Deadpool suit. Like, you put on the hood and everything like that, it zips up in the back, and you put on the hood, and it's got the white eyes and everything like that, so it's really cool. Right. I won't bother buying that. (laughs) (laughs) If there was a pregnant Deadpool, (laughs) maybe. Hey, I can't fit in no Deadpool (laughs) suit either. Um... Okay, let's move on to our, our next uh, our next story. Um, <laughs> so, a, N- a North Carolina pastor was arrested for sexual assault against three minor children. Why am I not surprised? Um, well, so according to the Gaston Gazette, authorities uh, learned about the abuse after a victim reported the crime to police and... Reported the crime to police. In court, prosecutors told the judge the investigation started three weeks before that, uh, after a victim came forward. As the police conducted their investigation, they identified three victims in total. And on Friday last, so what was that, the 6th? Mm-hmm. Whatever that was. Uh, prosecutors uh, say the victims were were, affected, were assaulted multiple times. Um, and that they were, the victims were between 16 and 19 years old. So a couple of kids, um, and then at least one adult. Well, it says 16 to 19, so it could be one, could be multiple, yeah, we yeah, don't really yeah. know. Um, according to a report on WCNC, uh, police say the abuse occurred between 2015 and 2018. So even if they're 19 now, they were kids then. Yeah. Um, Friday allegedly uh, abused girls uh, at his residence, uh, the victim's home, and on the property of the church. All the girls were identified as victims were members of the congregations that were led by this piece of shit. In their homes as well. Yep. Um, and, where is this? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> this this guy's name, um, well, it's an unfortunate name. Yes. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> the guy's name. So he goes by Jerry's Jerry. Jerry's kids. Yeah. He go, oh, too, <laughs> too soon. He goes by Jerry Lewis, but his full name is Jerry Lewis Friday. Um, it says, during Friday's uh, arraignment, uh, the court charged him with one count of felony statutory sex offense, four counts of felony indecent liberties with a child, and one count of felony um, obs- uh, disseminating obscene material to a minor. Oh, wow. Based on the severity of the crimes, prosecutors um, set a very high bond. His, his bond was set at a million dollars. And if convicted, because they were against minors on multiple occasions, he could face life in prison. Good. Yep. Done. Don't waste you the money. You go away now. Yeah, you go away. Do not pass go. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in prison for life. Get your own ass raped. Exactly. See if you like it. Exactly. Um... Okay, let's move on to our, our next story. We gotta now we have to move to South America. However, we're still staying on the abusey mm. uh, angle. 
So there's a, a renowned Brazilian healer. <laughs> yeah. Who's accused of abusing uh, women. So the, this, the, this rapist is known as John of God. John of God. Yeah. His full name is John Texera Defaria, who claims that for more than 20 years, he has been healing people through simply touch. Yes. Now, where he's touching them... Exactly. ...is a different... Uh, I'm assuming these women have a lot of heart issues. Yeah. Oh, too soon. <laughs> or, uh, you know, yep. having trouble conceiving or something. Yep. So, uh, the, the victims allege, basically, uh, assault over close to a 30-year period. Whoa. And... He, he has. Was, he was. He was assaulting them. He was doing exactly the opposite of healing. Yes. And so far, there have been, so far there have been a dozen accusers, that have come forward, alleging, uh, alleging these uh, these assaults. Most of them, most of the women were are in their thirties now. Mm-hmm. But he's been doing this a while, so we're not sure how old. Yeah. They were when the, the abuses were, he's were taking He's been doing over. it for 30 years, so who knows? Yeah, exactly. And those are only the women that have come forward. Yes. Now, he's had access. Because he's been doing this for so long, and he was known, basically, this is one of the things he was known for, is it's estimated that he has had access to tens of thousands of women. Oh, Jesus. Who have come, basically, looking for a healing. Yeah. So that's a problem. That is a problem. Well, now they know about it, so they can lock him up, too, right? Yeah. Yep. Religion poisons everything. Um, oh, we're banging through these stories. It's good, though. So well, was we, it, is he, like... Is there a specific type of religion that he is? or Oh, they, well... Is so he just a crackpot? It's Brazil. Saying, yeah. That's, so Catholic, that's, Catholic, that's right? Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah, that's Catholicism. For sure. But was he saying God's going to heal you? Like... Um, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Um, what else does it say here? It says... Mm, nope, there's there's no details. The last the last aport, reported assault took place in 2013, but it's only over the past three months that people have been coming forward. So it's been going on a long time. Lock his ass up too. Yep. So now, this is something that uh, that I feel really strongly about, and. It's this time of year where they, the royal they, are most prevalent. And that is... Elves. <laughs> no. Um, members of the Salvation Army. Yeah, dinging their bells, yeah. Dinging their bells all over the place. And so I guess the, the, the following is a public service announcement from the CA. Uh, don't give any money to uh, the Salvation Army. No. They are... They're actually quite well known for being anti-LGBT. Yep. They, 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 yeah, they certainly don't hide it. No, no, they don't. They don't in any way, shape, or form. So um, this story is from the Patheos blogs. The Salvation Army is an anti-gay Christian uh, church. 
that has a long and well-documented history of promoting discrimination against the LGBTQ community. Recently, the Salvation Army has tried to improve its tarnished image um, by scrubbing explicitly anti-gay statements from its website and uh, issuing uh, statements titled Debunking the Myth of its of our anti-LGBT stance. Yeah. Um, Prove it. Yeah, exactly. So, last May, only last May, um, in the UK, the Salvation Army uh, chief, their grand poobah, admitted that the group still bans gay people from serving as members. <laughs> And, but it's a myth that we hate them. Yeah. And one of the other things is, is that the outreach program. So the Salvation Army and like my parents, like my mom used to call it the Sally Ann. Apparently that was a, that was a nickname for it. Okay. And my parents sent me to the Salvation Army. Like that was, that was my first exposure to a church. Mm. Basically I started asking a bunch of questions. They shipped me off. I, I went to other churches after that, but that was my first experience with a church because it was local and it was easy to get to and, and all that other shit. And... They are famous. They are famous for the outreach work that they do. But 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 it's but the behind the scenes shit, yeah. right? Where they are discriminatory. Where not and this isn't necessarily just with the LGBT community, but you don't just get the sandwich. Yeah. It's a sermon and a sandwich. Exactly. Listen right? to the sermon, then you can eat. Exactly. Well, which is which is a which is a problem. And so they have all these uh they have all these kettles that are in malls and stuff like that. And it's really easy because they sit there and they ding the bells and stuff like that. And it's easy to throw a couple bucks in there and feel like you're doing good Yeah. when you're not. Um, I would go as far as to say if you support the Salvation Army, you are actively supporting. Um, Anti-gay rights. Yeah. I, I, would, I would go as far as to say hate group. Yeah. If you discriminate based on someone's sexual identity, preference, anything else like that, you are a hate group. Yeah. Period in a sense. Pretty much. Period in a sense. <sighs> so don't don't give them any money. All right, on to our next story. Go and empty the kettles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do a Robin Hood their asses. <laughs> Rob from the kettles and, and give to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Replace the kettle. So take the kettle, take all the money, give it to real charities, yeah. and fill the kettle, kettles full of glitter. There you go. The, the kettles will be fabulous. <laughs> um, this story is also from the Patheos uh, blogs Christian radical arrested for pro- protesting breakfast with Santa what? yep <laughs> what? Um, Johnson County Texas okay Aaron Urbanski was arrested on Saturday this past Saturday for trespassing on a church sponsored event um, according to Texas police, Urbanski was protesting at the church sponsoring the event titled Breakfast with Santa. Witnesses at the event say Urbanski screamed at parents, Santa's not real! Um, and was and was thoroughly uh, disruptive. Uh, reporters were told that the man uh, didn't mean to ruin Christmas, <laughs> but what he was trying to do was spread the truth that Santa wasn't the reason for the season, but it was actually Jesus. But what if, uh, how would he feel if an atheist came running by and said, God's not real? Uh, he'd be very upset. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. Yep. Yep. Um, apparently, 
uh, authorities looked into him from a social media perspective, and they found all kinds of hyper right wing Jesus stuff. Apparently, they didn't they didn't find anything promoting violence or anything else like that. Just hyper hyper right wing super Jesus. Yeah. So he wants people to drop the Santa to focus more on Jesus. Yeah. So and this reminds me, there was video. Uh, there was a YouTube video that went on, I think it was last year, of this guy who's like, he's like hyper-Calvinist. And he's, he has like a, he has a GoPro. And he goes into a shopping mall. And he says, okay, well, you know, we're here to do the work of the Lord. And he turns the GoPro around. And he walks up to the kids line, the little kids lined up to see Santa Claus. Saying, hey, parents, you know, you know Santa's not real. You're brainwashing your children. You should take them to church instead and all kinds wow. of stuff. Parents lost their fucking minds. That dude got arrested because he was on he was on private property. Yeah, at the shopping mall. But it's 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 all so. One of the things I find interesting about these these stories is, and and you you hit the nail on the head a second ago. It's like they're protesting one imaginary friend <laughs> while lobbying for the existence of their imaginary yeah, friend. Exactly. How ironic. If anybody else be it atheist or a different religious uh, organization, came up and started saying, God's not real. You know God's not real. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're indoctrinating your flock, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it would, they would be up in arms. It would be, it would be time to start a war. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, I do that <laughs> on a regular basis. I found um, there's a... So Chad hasn't responded to anything. No, because he stopped being a troll. Right. Um, but I found this new guy. A new friend. A new friend on Twitter. Um, it's, it's like Y-E-C underscore science. Young Earth Creationist Science. <laughs> and he has a cross as his profile. Oh, I see. Picture. And Y-E-C and science... Don't go together. You're right. <laughs> because science, everything about science yeah. says it's not a Y-E, it's a O-E. <laughs> so, Answers in Genesis has been posting these things about, um, you know, they're, the usual shit that they post, right? How do we, you know, how can we be sure evolution isn't true and stuff like that? How can we be sure evolution isn't true? Answers in Genesis is, you know, basically, how can we be sure the Bible's right and evolution's wrong? So I got, I'm like, uh, you can't. You can't. And then I just, Bible, the, the only book you have offers you nothing. Yeah, exactly. So he's been coming on. I have no idea who he is, but he's been coming on and saying stuff like that I'm conflating science with evolution, that evolution isn't science. And, and I'm like, no, and he's, he talks to you, you know, there's no facts. It's just an unproven story. And I'm like, well, it's an unproven story that's backed up by chemistry, biology, geology, uh, phylogeny, genetics, all these different things. So all of these, all these different schools, all you know, areas of thought, all coming together, independently, yeah. giving you the same fucking answer. Yeah. But no, your book is the right one. <laughs> and he's like, you, you can't prove anything. You can't prove anything. I'm like, uh, yes, I can. And yeah. so I'm at the point now where I'm starting to, I'm starting to, uh, to gather just URLs so that I can go in and like hyper bomb like just paste in yeah. uh, different URLs that show different things and stuff like that. He says, again, he was saying today, so you have no facts, you have no facts. I'm like, a fact, and I, I just take a piece right out of Aaron's yeah. um, book, playbook for this. Like, a fact is a piece of 
objectively verifiable data. Yeah. These, these are all, all of these things have objectively verifiable data that you can go look at yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. Yeah. You can investigate this shit for yourself. And you can see that it's absolutely a fact. And you can go to Talk Origins too. That's one of the... Talk Origins is a great fucking website. Yeah. Great fucking website. I forgot about that one. I will have to post links to that as well. <sighs> now, Dean, you just had some uh, plumbing issues. So this will come... This will hit you kind of at a left field. But if you got half a million bucks you can loan me? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let me, well, <laughs> I left my wallet in the car. Let me go get it. Right. Well, what I want to do is I want to I want to go to Vegas like the two nuns who stole $500,000 did. Oh my god, they must have had a great time. Yeah. So, uh two two nuns That's the perfect place to go with half a million bucks. That'd be As awesome. Nuns. Be can you imagine so them wicked. walking in there in their habits? Yeah, but if they got to Vegas, that's the first thing they dropped was those habits. Uh, <laughs> Although you drop habits, but you maybe pick up some different habits in <laughs> Vegas. So two nuns stole five hundred thousand dollars from the from the diocese and spent it all on gambling and vacations. Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. So two nuns in California allegedly allegedly stole more than five hundred thousand dollars from the school that they worked at for years. A bank record shows sister Mary Margaret Cooper and sister Lana Lang have been embezzling funds from the St. James Catholic School in Torrance for at least a decade. So they didn't mean to be, maybe they didn't have half a million bucks to go to Vegas with. They got half a million bucks over the last decade. Right. It sounds better when you say they just took half a million bucks and went to Vegas. They, maybe they've been saving it up. Because right. they go, in 10 years, we're going to go Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But officials from the Archdiocese of Los Angeles told parents and alumni that they were not able to trace the money. They know that they took it. <laughs> they couldn't find out where the money went. They were laundering it in Vegas. Yeah. Um, investigators found out that the nuns donated some of the money back to the school. Okay. That's kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah. Uh, the Archdiocese quoted as saying, Our community is concerned and saddened by the situation and regret any injury that this long that this long relationship with the school and the and the community has has caused. Um, the sisters of St. Joseph both desire and intend to make a complete restitution. Yeah. How are you gonna come up with five hundred grand? How are your nuns <laughs> how are nuns that don't work gonna come up with half a million dollars to give back? So what they need to but do? They have to go back to Vegas. They gotta go back to Vegas. Listen, just front us another twenty grand. <laughs> we'll go back. We'll show a little leg. Uh, uh, we'll rub our rosaries. Yep. We'll rub our rosaries and sit at the, at the craps tables or the, the 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 what do you call it? The slots for a few days. Yeah. We'll make make that money back. Yeah. A lawyer for the archdiocese has has again confirmed that the nuns agreed. To fully repay it, I, I have how? no, I have no idea how they're gonna, <laughs> how they're gonna do that. Um, the police were informed, but the nuns were not. But the diocese didn't charge the nuns. Okay. Now, where do you think this money came from? Well, it's from the donations. Yeah. Right. The members of the community are giving money to this school and to the church and to the diocese, and the nuns are like, "Wee!" 
let's skimmed out the top for the last Skimming right off the top. That's right. One for you, three for me. <laughs> Two for you, five for me. I mean, and when, when these nuns going on vacation, and they, like, was like, they're, they're so they're, these nuns are, they're either what, they're, they're renting a car and they're driving to Vegas, right? L.A. to Vegas is what, four hours, five it's, hours? Yeah, it's not... It's not ridiculously a super, super huge deal, right? But still, all I can picture is the hangover, <laughs> right? That's that's the only thing I got. I watched it the other night. It's the only thing I get going through my head right now. Um, very, very funny. But I also find it interesting that the diocese decided to basically, oh, yeah, we're not going to press charges. We'll keep this. We'll just kind of shuffle this under the rug. and. Yeah, maybe they, if they didn't, they could have revealed other secrets. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we don't want the police coming too close because <laughs> there's some shit going on. <laughs> um, our next story. That's a, what? I'm just thinking half a million dollars in Vegas. It's <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Fix a lot more than your shower faucet. <laughs> um, our next story takes us all the way to Indonesia. Wow. And... A line that has become synonymous with the technology of the 21st century. Hashtag? There's an app for that. Ah, yeah. Um, Indonesia has launched the Heresy app. Okay. All right. This is to... How many downloads do they have? (laughs) This is to help Muslims lodge blasphemy complaints against others. Oh my god. In Indonesia, which is one of the world's largest populations of Muslims, and a history of discriminating against atheists, the government has a unique approach to blasphemy. A free, at least they're not charging for it, (laughs) heresy app to encourage reports on fellow individuals who are breaking with the faith. Wait, 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 wait. Who does this get reported to? To the government. It's not a secular government in Indonesia. The no, Muslims fucking control everything. Do they expect, like, are they going to take actions on these on these reports? Like, how do they, how do you, how do you, there has to be some sort of investigation to see if the reports are true. Otherwise, you can just say some shit about people you don't like. Well, yeah, it's like the fucking Salem witch trials. Yeah. It's a witch, it's a witch, and you're done. Chuck them in the water, and they, they drown them, and they're <laughs> not a witch. So here's, here's the problem, is that in countries with Sharia... Um, heresy is punishable by death. Yeah, apostasy, yeah. Oh, even just heresy? Just heresy. In, if, if you're super crazy fundamentalist, even heresy can be punishable by death. So what this is, because I guess they were having problems with people turning in their Muslim neighbors, so now they made an app which can basically say... Um, uh, J- Johnny Buford down the street is uh, totally not wearing their their coverings in accordance with blah blah blah. Sen. And then the fucking Sharia police. Johnny Buford. Probably not. I I couldn't come up with anything, and I didn't want to sound like a totally fucking racist prick by saying whatever uh, ethnically correct yeah. name might have come into my head. So. So the app will also list religious edicts and blacklisted organizations. Wow. So you'll be able to check the app 
to find out whether or not you should even be going to this place. Yeah. Don't go there. Don't go that. Don't go to that place. That's or no good. make sure that your uh, your um, understanding of the law is correct. It's like, oh, they're doing something. Oh, wait, look, the app says they're not. Yep, I'm doing it wrong. Oh no, I better report myself. Yep. Um, it's currently available in the Google Play Store. Really? Yep. It doesn't say whether it's available on iTunes, but it is cu- currently listed in the Google Play Store, and was. What's it called? Uh. It doesn't say here. Oh, hang on. Smart Packham. What? Yep. Smart space Packham. P-A-K-E-M. Okay, hold on. Which was launched on Sunday. Is in the Google Play Store. And it was created by Jakarta Prose- the, the Jakarta Prosecutor's Office. They, Smart they cr- Packham? P- yeah. Uh, P-A-K? E-M. P-A-K-E-M. Yes. They list it with the guise of to help educate the public and yeah there it is yeah and to moderate the current reporting process it's only got two stars it's only got two stars a hundred plus downloads and (laughs) there's a lot of one star reviews well yeah those are probably the people that have been turned in well here's the comments wow an app to rat out people who are blasphemous uh who use blasphemous language against islam if you can't criticize something that tells you that there's something wrong with it. Yeah. I reported my mom for blasphemy and she got, and all she got was 20 lashes. This app sucks. I guess I'll have to draw more images of Allah pleasuring livestock. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a fake review. But it's awesome. Uh, you should download it and write a review. This app needs a complete redo. It is barely functional and I can't even figure out how to create a complaint. I wanted to spend a few minutes to get a, uh, to get access to hours of laughter. Wow! Yay! Google again proves that they support that. Uh, oh wait, that they support that they are trash for allowing in this app. <sighs> yeah, they're all one star reviews. There was one. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Five stars. Keep it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But even as that, maybe that's a that could be a troll review too. Yeah. Like you never know. Another one says, "I love this app with the heart emoji." One star, bad. That's all it says. But I mean, like there was, they're all one stars. That's mostly. pretty funny. Okay, here we go. at the top. There's six five star reviews and nineteen one star reviews and one three star review. So you love it or you hate it. <laughs> There's no <laughs> middle ground. People hate it. There's but no. It looks like ground. all the people who gave it one stars are not religious people. Yeah, there's a shock. Um, so, so uh, our next story has the Christian leader and seminary president, John MacArthur, quote, if Christians aren't offending people, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a man after my own heart. Can I just interject here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I was on the same page as that other app that we mentioned. Yeah. And a little, uh, some apps down from that was called the Massager Vibration app for women. Really? <laughs> yeah. I guess it causes your phone to vibrate. I don't know. It says extreme vibration, multi-mode, <laughs> nature sounds, sleep sounds. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, it's got the, I guess that's you, pretty funny. You put your phone in your front pocket and <laughs> turn it on. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> 
Well, at least you don't have to say, honey, keep texting me. Pleasure, I want... pleasure body massager. Hmm. Well, that, that, that rules out the need for you to send your significant other text and say, I need you to text me every 35 seconds from 1015 <laughs> to 1045 today. Um, okay, so John MacArthur, if you're not offending people, you're doing it wrong. Um, John wants Christians to know that it's okay for their religious views to be offensive to outsiders. In fact, they should be offensive. If they're not offensive, then they're doing Christianity wrong. I'm pretty sure I read that in the Bible. (laughs) Isn't that something that Jesus said? Yeah, exactly. Be offensive as possible. During an interview... Doing it wrong. (laughs) During an interview... Uh, with Ben Shapiro, MacArthur said um, he addresses certain difficult scriptures pointing out in particular passages um, around homosexuality and so on and so forth that these things have to be offensive. It has to be offensive in order to get our point across, he said. MacArthur, who's a leader of the (laughs) the Grace Community Church, because nothing says grace like be as offensive as possible. In Sun Valley, California, and he's also pr- president of the Master's College and Seminary. There's no getting around the fact that the Bible clearly identifies homosexuality as a sin. It is important to understand that it, this is not some kind of sin that leads to a parade and is separated by uh, light years from other sins. Sometimes you have to offend. The whole purpose of the Christian message is to confront the sinner and to call them towards repentance and forgiveness. Why do they... Go ahead. He goes on on to say, it is my goal to offend everyone to the faith. (laughs) Which kind of seems like it's not going to happen. You know... Hey, fuck you. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> um, they obviously don't like homosexuality. Clearly. Um, and they use the Bible to back up this hatred. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other things that are obviously forbidden by the Bible as well. And they say nothing about it. Eating yep. self- shellfish. Yep. Um, not having a beard. Wearing clothes of different cloths. That's right. Like, all these things, they just... Working on the Sabbath. Yeah, all these things, they just, yeah, sure, that's fine. But you better not love somebody else. Exactly. If you like to go to the dirty place, you're going to go to the bad place. I mean, just like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, it's... And again, it's, it's one of those things. It's just like eating uh, shellfish and um, wearing clothes of different cloths or working on the Sabbath. It affects you in no way, shape, or form. That's right. Let people live their fucking lives in and f- get on with yours. In fact, if you, in fact, some of them might actually impact you in a good way, and some might impact not impact you at all. Gather sticks on the Sabbath. That way, I don't have to do it. <laughs> but still, the couple having gay sex still doesn't impact you in any way. No. And they might actually come over and make your house look better if you hire them as interior decorators. That's right. That's right. Or for any of the other fabulous jobs that they may do. No, it's it's absolutely true. It, but I find it I find it it's hysterical. Just absurd. But okay. I will say one thing. He has the courage of his convictions. 
Well, I, the thing is that they, 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 they've, it mentions in the Bible twice. Yeah. That sleeping with another man is bad. Yeah. Does it have anything about a woman sleeping with a woman? No, so Leviticus, so there's, there's two passages. There's one in Leviticus 18 and one in Leviticus 20. Um, one of them, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, one says if a, if a man lays with a man um, as he lays with a woman. Yes. I don't actually think it says anything about women. Because women are such, they're, they're such second class citizens anyway. Yeah. They're just chattel. I guess probably. So then female uh, or lesbianism should be fine. That's hot. <laughs> well, right. If they're using the Bible as their go-to, for I'm gonna have to look gays, that up. Then lesbianism should be fine. I'm gonna have to look that up because I can't remember now. I'm usually pretty good at this shit. Yeah, and I can't remember bisexuality. Well, I guess you would still line with the man. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, lesbianism should be fine. Yeah. Phew. No. <laughs> it means I can still look no, at all those saying, tasty videos. Like, I'm saying, like they they. If they're using the Bible as their go-to for hating gays, then you can't say anything about a woman lying with a woman. Yeah. That's true. So there you go. That's true. They just hate. Speak, uh, continuing on with the uh, LGBT theme uh, of, this, uh, of this story brings us to our next story. Twitter's doing something right. Okay. They still let dumb people post dumb shit. Like Donald Trump? Yeah. <laughs> Um, a smoking gun. You saw that today, right? No. Oh yeah. He he tried to write. There's no smoking gun, and he wrote smoking gun. <laughs> and you can't edit tweets. No. Which is funny. So now everyone is, uh, everyone's going out saying, you know, I'm going out for a smock. Anybody got a lighter? It's very very funny. Uh, anyway, Twitter's done something right, and they have updated their hate conduct policy. So social media giant. This is a, from the Patheos blog. Social media giant adds policy to stop abuse against transgender users. Twitter's taking a big step to help protect protect transgender individuals targeted, harassed, and bullied on their platform. The organization announced uh, announced updates to their hate conduct policy that prohibits users from misgendering or deadnaming trans individuals. How do you how do they do that? Um, well, basically what'll, what'll happen is so, okay. So, um, misgendering is, is refusing to use the, the preferred Proper pronouns, pronoun, right? Yeah. Now I admit I still fuck up with that sometimes. And it's, it's a problem in my brain. Yeah. I still get confused. Yeah. I do my best and I know I still fuck up sometimes. Um, dead naming is okay. So, 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 um, Joan or Caitlyn Jenner. Don't exactly. call her Bruce, Bruce anymore. Right. Bruce so, is a dead name. Yeah. So Joan, exactly. Joan used to be John. If I refer to you as John, I'm dead naming you, which, yeah. which they take and rightfully so they take that as insulting. Like f- motherfucker, I went through all this stuff to try to affirm, yeah. to affirm my gender and everything else like that. And you're still calling me by quote unquote, my dead name. So I don't know whether they've implemented an algorithm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do they actually do that? It doesn't say. Um, what it say. What it says so far is that uh, it looks like it's relying on complaints. So basically, oh, I see. Okay. Caitlin would have to say, uh, Jimmy dead named me. Yeah. And then they would go and look at it because you can't erase tweets. Uh, it's, it's there, right? Um, according to the updated policy, Twitter 
users cannot target transgender individuals by using uh, insults to misgender them or their dead name. Uh, dead name is a birth name, obviously. Twitter recognizes that users that target transgender people purposely um, by refusing to uh, use their preferred pronouns or by using their gender assigned at birth um, is often used to harass or ridicule them, and that's not okay. Um, regarding the rationale for updating the policy, Twitter stated, we recognize that if people experience abuse on Twitter, it can jeopardize their ability to express themselves. Research has so shown that some groups of people are disproportionately targeted with abuse online. This includes women, people of color, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual individuals, marginalized, and historically underrepresented communities. Uh, that, to my knowledge, that fucking covers everybody. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers everybody. And fucking hats off to, to Twitter uh, for doing something like that. I don't know. Well, you if, have to like assign a whole lot of people to, to, to look at those complaints. Or there has to be, or they've got to put in some kind of algorithm, right? There has to, like, I imagine, so maybe for now, it's a, hey, Billy, you know, dead named me. But that's going to get, that's going to turn into a really ponderous task. They're going to have to come up, you're in IT, right? They're going to have to come up with some type of algorithm where attached to an individual's account will be that information that says, okay, this person is, you know, so I identify as transgender uh, or, I, or I identify as non-binary. So I use they, them well, if pronouns. Well, I'm just saying, like, if, if they're relying on complaints, then any complaint they get would have to go look at the person they're complaining about and pull out anything that's possibly uh, related to genderization in their in their language and put it all together and then have a human look at it yeah yeah to make the determination and and that's and while that would be incredibly ponderous that i mean fuck it certainly seems like it would be thorough yeah it would it would i'm just saying like that's why i'm asking the technical questions because it sounds extremely difficult to do yeah, I don't, and I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, well, I mean, they've done it. I'm, or they're going to do it. Have they done it? It says it's in place. Oh, well, then, then hats off. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, this leads us to our last story before we get to our little tidbit of audio. All right. Um, so, um, <laughs> Luder Wyclef. Theological Seminary. Okay. That's a name of the place? Yep. Is now... Uh, so, okay. Now, they're, they are a Christian school. There's a big fucking shock. They have a school of eschatology. What is that? Eschatology is basically the study of end-of-life, end-times shit. Okay. And they are now offering a doctorate program in end times prophecy. Prophecy. (laughs) Yep. How can you have a doctorate in claiming something that's never happened? Otherwise known as the apocalypse decree. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, a degree in apocalypse. Right on their website, they say no other seminary in the world offers Such a, a doctorate. Such a stupid in, course. 
in uh, a doctorate in eschatology. We are it. <laughs> They're fucking blowing their own horn. We're it. If you want this doctorate, you got to come to us, bitches. Um, Most people wouldn't, you know, uh, brag about that. <laughs> we have made history with this program, and it is now offered exclusively by us. This degree program is incredibly comprehensive and vigorous, but worth every minute of study. I don't know. You, what are they the teaching? student, will be the very first, or can be the very first, in the entire world to earn such a prestigious degree. No. <laughs> For a mere $2,240, you can get a flushable piece of paper, too. <laughs> Um, I just bought 120 rolls of toilet paper for 22 bucks. Yeah, but now this 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 <laughs> begs this begs a few questions. Um, if the world does end, what do you do with your degree? <laughs> what if the world doesn't end? What do you do with your degree? Yeah. Um. It's uh. <laughs> I, I want to see the thesis. I want to see the rubric I want for the thesis. I want to see the curriculum. The fuck do they mean that it's very, did they say very in-depth or whatever they said? But, I mean. Very like, comprehensive, comprehensive and rigorous. And rigorous. About what? Jesus. <laughs> but, I mean, like, what do they say? Look at all these people that, that prophesied that the end times was coming. They were all wrong. <laughs> exactly. But. It's like, how much would you be willing to pay? But wait, there's more. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's completely useless. Completely. It's exactly what you said. If the world ends, what good is your degree? If it doesn't, what good is your degree? <laughs> they have fucked you coming and going. Yeah. And you paid them. That's the work. Now, there are some circumstances where you have to pay to get fucked. But you don't even, <laughs> but with this, you don't even get the pleasure of an orgasm. Yeah. Like, what, what, is this, what does this do for you? Is this so you can be more fun at parties? <laughs> hey, guys, 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 guys. Guys, come on. I'm, I'm going to prophesy. <laughs> everybody, everybody gather around. Everybody gather around the bong. Yeah. I'm going to prophesy. No, it's, um, it is wholly ridiculous. But. Wholly ridiculous. Wholly, yeah. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is. Is that I'm sure that there'll be people that that'll do it, right? Um, I I would love to see. I would give my fucking. I'd give both my nuts to see. I I, I want to. I'm gonna try to pay attention to this for the next little while, because can you imagine if someone like Jim Baker got a hold of this? <laughs> he would be screaming this thing from the fucking rooftops. It's like, oh, now you can, now you can have a, a degree in profit. You can, you can get, you can get in on the ground floor yeah. to this whole profit. But it's, what's funny is that anyone, any Christian will tell you, and I don't care what Christian you are, whether you're um, a Mormon, Jehovah's Witnesses are, are all about this, right? Because yeah. you're, we're in the end, we're in the end times now. Um, in the end if, game. If you, if you um, have a Jehovah's Witness knock on your door and you, st- you talk to them a little bit right now, they will tell you that right now we are living in the, in the last days. Any fucking minute. I would hate to throw down my 2300 bucks, <laughs> be like, bitch, I ain't even fucking done yet. <laughs> you gotta come now. I didn't get to my prophesying bit to know when you're gonna come. 
Yeah, don't worry. You got plenty of time to finish that course. Yeah. But I think that that's... that's um, what do they get off? Like, well, how can you possibly say the world's going to end and it's going to end soon? Like, what? Like, what? What has happened in the past that leads you to that conclusion? Nothing. Even in the fucking Bible. Jesus says, I think it's in... I, I can't remember those, whether it's in Matthew. It might be in Matthew or in John. Where he says to his disciples, some of you will not taste death before I return. <laughs> so it's supposed to happen a long time ago. It was ago. supposed to happen then. Like some of the people who were alive at the time of the alleged Jesus were not supposed to die before he came back. <laughs> he forgot. He missed the bus. <laughs> I guess it's a long fucking ride. How is what is it? It's another twenty five hundred years before the next bus comes. Ah oh, shit! At least I got time to go home and have a shower first. Um, come on. So it's never been right, ever. Uh, and now they're charging money so you can get it wrong. How many different times? Like Jehovah's Wit. Like I hate to stick with Jehovah's Witnesses, but they're they are somewhat infamous for this, right? Nineteen seventy one. Is in seventy one or seventy two? They came out saying, "Fucking basically October, October the something it's of this year." It's around October, September at a time, isn't yep. it? October the something of this year, uh, fucking done. People sold their houses, quit their jobs, gave away all their shit, went out to a field and butt fuck nowhere somewhere, looking up at the sky, and fucking nothing happened. Yeah. At that point, if you've got, like sold your house and given up your job, you might as well just bring a gun and shoot yourself in the head too. Exactly. Did you see this coming? It might have, might as well be over for you. Yeah. It's like oh. Because now what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> but um, shh. Uh, guess okay. what? The yep. world continues. Yep. Big surprise. The yep. world's gonna continue. The world was going on just fine without us here, yep. and it's gonna continue just on just fine. Without us here. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this gets us to our, our last story, which is our audio clip for today. Yay. Now this, this is, this is evidence, Dean. Um, Be careful I use that word. Well, <laughs> he said it happened. Um, and I don't know whether or not I should, I should give an explanation ahead of time. Um, yeah, fuck it. Basically, um, a preacher said during an interview he watched some guy's hand grow back during a revival. Oh, my God. How can you just bald-faced lie like that? Was it like this? hand <laughs> grew back. He, he, he says, I watched it happen. Was it Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So this is, it, it's, it's, um, there's a little bit of preamble to it and you do a little bit of introduction. He talks about revival and stuff like that. Um, an interesting thing, on the on the subject of revival, there's a former pastor there. His name is Jerry DeWitt. And uh, he uh, he's a former uh, he's a former pastor um, and like he was like Pentecostal. Mm. Just Google Jerry DeWitt with a Jerry with a, a J and then D uh, capital D small E Wit uh, W I T T. Just Google that. Um, he's got a great book out there, which of course I can't remember the name of right now, but he talks about being a young pastor going on these revivals, which would sometimes last days and days. Um, yeah, but, no wonder you're seeing hands grow back after <laughs> that. Yeah. 
So uh, here's, this is testimony. <laughs> I witness testimony. <laughs> the least reliable kind of testimony. <laughs> Shh. Quiet. It's naturally supernatural. <laughs> Fuck you. Naturally. Let me ask you something. Do you feel satisfied? I mean, deep within. Are you really satisfied? I want you to know. I did have a good dinner. <laughs> no, he wants to know if you're satisfied deep within. I wonder if he asked his wife that. Not yet. <laughs> Honey. No. Know that there's only one way to be fully satisfied. KFC. <laughs> oh my God, it's the worst kind of way to be satisfied. It's the first thing that popped into my head. Is by having the original glory that covered Adam and Eve restored. My guest, John Kilpatrick, knows how to be covered with that glory. Anyone interested <laughs> in having your own experience with the glory of God? It's so dirty. <laughs> Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know. What Sounds like a fucking movie trailer. Yeah, I was just saying, like, like in a world <laughs> filled with it's just what you expect God's to hear. God's glory. Yeah. Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? No. Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? No. Is God ready to bring a tsunami wave of healing onto planet Earth? A tsunami? No. Wah! <laughs> of, he oh, of healing. I missed the healing part. Because <laughs> <laughs> tsunamis normally just kill people. Yeah. A tsunami of healing. Okay. Earth today... Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join and learn fuck all. I wonder how much they pay that guy to do those voiceovers. I don't know. But it's interesting. It's like, it's like in a world. It's crazy. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. So this is like, there's a video for this. And it sounds like a game show. It's like, there's a fucking crowd full of sheeple sitting there. <laughs> Woohoo! Fucking woohoo! They're losing their minds. In a five-year period, in a sleepy southern town, four million people came to one church in this five-year period. Of the four million people that came to this church, uh, 450,000 gave their hearts to God. I have the... I don't know if I'd be screaming that number from the rooftops. Half of the people? No, four million people came. 450,000 gave their hearts. Oh. So, like... That's a pretty shit number. Yeah. It's like an eighth. Yeah. The pastor from that church, the Brownsville Church in Pensacola, Florida. Brownsville, because they're full of shit. <laughs> 
I have to believe it still seems like a dream. Yeah. I would, I would have to. I never said that to you. Yeah. But I mean, that just doesn't happen, John. I know. What attracted all those people? The presence of God. There's no doubt about it. When revival broke out that day, it's like we've been praying two and a half years, and it was like the fumes were released in the church, like gas fumes. Now I was told that uh, earlier, before this Father's Day, uh, it was uh, 1995, when, when the Holy Spirit just erupted, right. you had taught 10 lessons on the glory of God. What is the difference between teaching on the theory of the glory of God and having the glory invade that place? Nothing. <laughs> They're both fucking made-up shit. Yeah. Well, it was like the f- we prayed in two and a half years, you know, for revival, and it's like the fumes were in the air, and so God sent the evangelist, and he was the match that God used for revival to break forth. And the thing that really surprised me about revival, I mean, you know, it's been called the Pensacola outpouring, the Browns revival, the Father's Day outpouring, but it was revival. I don't doubt that at all. But I believe personally it was a reintroduction to the American church of the glory of God. That's what I believe that it was. And, you know, all the old-timers knew about the glory. They talked about dying and going to glory, you know, and they they believed in the... They talked about dying and going to glory? <laughs> Said no one ever. The glory loved the glory. And today we hear a lot of talk about, and there's nothing that can top the blood. The blood of Jesus is the main thing. So what is the glory? The glory of God is the is the weighty presence of the Lord. Now, I want to say this right up front before I go any further. There's nothing that can top the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Nothing can top it. But I will say that the glory of God is the presence of God, and it's what man craves. He wants to feel. The glory of God is the presence of God. Man craves it. Nothing beats the blood of Jesus. That's it. Now you're getting it. I'm saved. No, well, wait. Feel close to God. He wants to feel that presence. What can happen oh. in the glory of God? I believe that's where the major creative miracles will happen is in the glory. When the glory comes in, I believe that's where the real creative miracles. I remember one night in Brownsville. Here it comes. Uh, this woman started screaming uh, during praise and worship. And during praise and worship is usually when the presence of the Lord would come in to heal. All of a sudden, we're sitting on the platform. You can feel that hot heat come in. This woman starts screaming. You can feel the hot heat. <laughs> is there a different kind of heat? That heat's a little too cool for me. Yeah. Can you can you that jack the heat, heat up? Can you jack up the heat of that hot? <laughs> and she's staring at her husband. And I grabbed a handheld microphone, went down there, and whenever I got there, she didn't even see me come. Didn't care that I was coming. She was just staring at her husband. Well, he was a Vietnam veteran, and they threw a grenade in on him. And he took that grenade and threw it out of the tent, and when he did, it exploded midair, but it blew part of his hand off. It blew all the meat off the tendons, and he had a crippled hand. Well, his hand was growing back in that presence of God. Yeah. Prove it. Exactly. This should be the easiest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Easiest fucking thing in the world. They've got 
pictures, uh, medical records, all kinds of things that show that he was either missing part of his hand or the entire hand. Yeah. Or whatever was wrong with it. Um, and now it's back. And now it's completely healed. Prove yep. it. Yep. Yep. And show some of that hot heat <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Just like, you know, I mean, come on. The fucking, the gullibility though. Like people are listening to this and believing it. Oh, yeah. But what's funny is, and you said it before we started the clip, right? Is they're in revival days at a time. <laughs> they're fucking hallucinating. Yeah. They're just fucking hallucinating. Probably wasn't even her husband she was looking at. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's not his hand growing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if there is a hell, I am going. Looks like a baby holding an apple. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Well, geez, fuck, that puts us an hour and a half. Really? Just like that. Just like that. Just we blazed like, right through all those news I know. Uh, topics. My favorite one is the is the uh, the Apocalypse Doctorate. <laughs> fucking love that. I need ridiculous. to get me one of those. It's I'm gonna, so ridiculous. I... Well, you could either have an apocalypse doctorate, uh, uh, an apocalypse doctorate, or that laptop that's sitting on your desk right now. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I take that. This is real. I can touch it and feel it, and it can. I can use it to surf pornography. <laughs> I Just will, like all those people in Utah. I will take. I will take my MacBook Pro. <sighs> well, all right. Um, so that yeah, that's the, the end of the news. It's kind of an abrupt ending, <laughs> kind of kind of wound down fast on that one. Yeah, a little anticlimactic. But uh, so coming up uh, later this week. Oh, we should talk about how we're going to work out because now it's it's December tenth. We'll probably squeeze in one more episode uh-huh. before we have a little bit of a Christmassy breaky thingy. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, nobody's listening over Christmas anyway. Probably not. But you know, I'm sure there's there's some. Oh, hey. Um, I ran some analytics, yeah. and we had a spike in Belgium. Belgium this time. Yeah. Last time it was where? You said last week there was another spike somewhere else. India. India? Yeah. You didn't... Yeah, there was a spike. South Africa, there was a spike. Well, there was, that was a while ago. Yeah, and then there was India. Okay. And now Belgium. And Belgium, yeah. Cool. Send us some chocolate. <laughs> send us an email, carogers.com, and I'll give you an address. You can send that chocolate. Be good stuff. Um, yeah, so that's something we haven't done in a long time. Thank everyone for listening. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your busy days to listen to a couple of foul mouth fucking Canadians. Well, and one, what you can do is, at least yeah, like most podcasts allow you to listen at high speed. So I suggest that because you can get through an hour and a half and forty five minutes. Yeah, but do you <laughs> see? I listen to audiobooks that way. Oh yeah, but I don't listen to podcasts that way. I do. Really? Yeah. Do you listen to us that way? Not us. No. Oh, okay. Because I want to know how we sound, but I listen to uh, Sam Harris and uh, well, Sam Harris talks so slow. <laughs> and if you listen to him at one and a half, yeah, and <laughs> that's pretty uh, much and um, all the um, Radio Lab and um, all those guys, yeah, right. Okay, my voice is a little off. I'm a little off. Well, yeah, because you're sick. You're yeah, getting I'm, sick. I'm getting sick. Hopefully, I can get this out of my system before uh, before Friday. I hope you can make it on Friday. I have our conversation with, uh, with Ed, we'll the priest, the presuppositionalist. I'm going to have to, uh, work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, but I guess that's enough trouble for us to get into for one week. But we'll be back at you at least one time, at least one more time. Yep. Before Christmas. But until that time, I have been Michael. I have been Dean. And we shall see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.